Detroit sports bettors, we are back for the conference championship of the NFL playoffs. I am Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters, and we are coming off another solid week in the positive once again, and we are 8-5 and five overall in the playoffs. The big play last week, as many of you already know, was the LA Rams plus three and the LA Rams to win outright, which is exactly what Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams did. They got it done. And we're going to talk about that a little more. But before we do, we have to talk about our proud partner in DraftKings Sportsbook. Because right now, four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. And that means only four teams left for you to bet on with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team left in the NFL playoffs. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. Right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code DSB and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code DSB for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a sports gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Help Hotline at 1-800-270-7117, 21 plus, Michigan only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Woo, man, that is such a mouthful every time I need to take a breath after that. But as always, shout out DraftKings Sportsbook. We greatly appreciate them partnering with Detroit Sports Betters, and we are looking forward to growing with them in the future. But Back to the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams, because I wanted to talk about some of the future bets that we had. If you can recall, you know, in the preseason, I was doing podcasts and I was writing articles for futures, who I thought would win the Super Bowl, who I thought would win the divisions, conference, things like that. And the team that I personally had winning the Super Bowl was the LA Rams at 16 to one. I am still letting that ride. I put a hundred bucks on it. Hopefully you guys put a little something on it too, because what I'm trying to introduce to you now is hedging. And when you have a Super Bowl pick, when you can really start hedging is generally throughout the playoffs. And another team that I talked about um, with great odds was the San Francisco 49ers. Because if you can recall, I believe it was week 17, it was week 16 or 17 when they lost to the Seattle Seahawks. And then they had odds of winning the Super Bowl at 31 to 1. Yeah, if you can recall, I talked about the Colts, who they absolutely blew it, and I talked about the San Francisco 49ers. Again, at 31 to 1, if you put 100 bucks down, you can win $3,100. You know, And then once they reach the playoffs, yes, San Francisco is probably going to be the underdog. And when you are the underdog, it makes it a little tougher to hedge. But going against the LA Rams, I think that's going to be a close enough spread where if, say, you have $3,100 on the line and San Francisco 49ers needs to win one more game to get there, you might as well put six, seven, eight hundred dollars on the opposite team. So no matter what, you are taking home some cash and you have 
you know, you're in the positive. So that's one thing I wanted to touch on very briefly, because once you lay a future bet, once that team hits the playoffs and they make the playoffs, that's when you can guarantee yourself some money back in your pocket, especially if it's one of those crazy odd Super Bowl picks, which the San Francisco 49ers would have been. And now they're in one of those positions where, you know, San Francisco can beat the LA Rams. Do I think they will? Well, we'll talk about it in a second, but you're still getting crazy odds. You know, you can bet the opposite way and either way, regardless, if you do have San Fran, I would definitely think about hedging just a little bit because you should have a pretty good payout because you did get them at crazy good odds. Okay. So definitely think about that going forward, the art of hedging things along those lines. But another thing I wanted to touch on too, was my goodness, I thought it was crazy. You know, there were a lot of people very happy for Matthew Stafford to see him beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, taking down Tom Brady and everything like that. But I was also so surprised with how many people were upset about it and how many people want to bring up the draft pick argument and stuff like that when it's like a four pick difference. Like, come on, man. Like, if you're giving me the draft pick argument each and every time, I'm just going to think you're salty because all in all, with the city of Detroit, the city of Detroit is different, especially with their athletes. How often do we get a polarizing athlete in the city of Detroit? It, it's not that often. It, it really isn't in comparison to like the LA's, the Chicago's, the New York's, the Miami's. You know, we have to fight for these athletes and for these athletes to come in, be everything that we hoped they were. And you're going to say, oh, we didn't win any playoff games. Okay, but we didn't have a great team. We never had a run game. We never had an amazing defense. You know, there's a lot of different arguments. But one thing I will always give Matthew Stafford credit for is he completely bought into the city of Detroit. Not only did he buy into the city of Detroit, he bought into the people within the city of Detroit. He gave back to the community in the city of Detroit and Michigan in general. And we're just positive. Like they were just people within the community that we looked up to. And now there's people still within this community that want to dog someone for doing that. You know what I mean? It's, it's so rare that we actually get an athlete like that. And he still speaks positive about Detroit. He still speaks positive about the people in it, the businesses within it. And I don't understand why the hell anyone would want to talk down on that, especially within a city that's trying to make a comeback, especially in a city where we need people uplifting and we need people talking positive about it and shedding light on the city. And that's exactly, you know, like what I've talked about before, what we're trying to do with Detroit sports betters and all the brands that we have Metro Detroit golfers, global goats, NFT, you know, we're bringing all of this together and we're really trying to create something for Detroit where we, we give more of a voice where, you know, it's more of a, a focal point, I guess you could say, but going back to the Matthew Stafford thing, you know, it's just, I've always been one of those people where it's like, if you put on for me, I will always put on for you. I don't care where you're at, you know, and I feel like that's just positivity. That's just encouraging each other. And uh, I think we need more of that. So I do. I think it's ridiculous when people can't root for Matthew Stafford. You know, the Lions are a long ways away. Obviously, we want draft picks. But if you really want if you're on the opposite side, if you're on the other argument, you know, you can remember this. And if we miss on a hall of fame talent within those four picks, I will completely take it back and I will be hundred percent wrong, but something tells me, I don't think that's going to happen. And the lions, you know, we're in a rebuild. So why not root for someone who gave everything 
that they possibly could to this city. I mean, remember that Cleveland Browns game when I believe he was a rookie and he he popped his shoulder out, put it back in, came in, threw the game-winning touchdown pass. I mean, come on, man. That's stuff you remember for the rest of your life. There, there are people at that game or at that game who still to this day recall that moment. You know what I mean? And again, people who will do that for the city, I will always put on for you. And I hope, I hope some people change their mind on it. But with that being said, let's get to the games, all right? Because the first game that we have is the Cincinnati Bengals going against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is a minus seven spread right now. And I'm with Kansas City here. I'm with Kansas City minus seven. Uh, I personally do believe this has possibility to turn into a shootout. But at 54 and a half of an over-under, that's just too many points for me to feel comfortable. I personally feel more comfortable with the Kansas City Chiefs minus seven. Um, you know, Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati has ran its course. I do. You know, we talked about Cincinnati Bengals at plus 2,500 winning the division. We hit that bet, which is an amazing bet. But this is also a team that got sacked nine times last week in Tennessee. Tennessee isn't exactly known for their pass rush 100%. You know, and when you're sacked nine times like that, like if you, if you face Kansas City now, Chris Jones, Melvin Ingram, if you get sacked five times, you're going to lose by 14. This is just a different team, you know, and when evaluating the Cincinnati Bengals and when you look at them player for player, yes, incredibly explosive on offense, very solid defense. They're well coached on defense. They play very hard football as well, which definitely benefits them. But when evaluating this team early on or throughout the season, I still currently think this team is one or two years away from making a true Super Bowl run. That offensive line is it's just not good enough. It's not. When you get sacked nine times, it's that's absurd. Against Kansas City, I do think they're gonna get sacked three, four, five times. And you know, if a strip sack occurs and you give Kansas City the ball again, that might be the game, just like that. And in addition to that, when the Kansas City Chiefs hit the AFC championship, they get so dialed in and so focused for that Super Bowl now that. I just think they're going to potentially win this game by double digits. And that's exactly what happened last year against the Buffalo Bills. You know, I remember last year when everyone was talking about that Buffalo Bills game, how they thought Buffalo could beat them, this and that. And Kansas City just went out and beat them by 14. And I think the exact same thing happens here against the Cincinnati Bengals. This defense is not good enough to consistently stop Kansas City, but Kansas City's defense their pass rush is good enough to stop the Bengals just because that offensive line is so bad. Yes, they're incredibly talented with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, all those guys. And they're going to get some points. I would imagine they're going to score some points. But they have the players like Chris Jones, like the Melvin Ingram, who can get that one strip sack that will completely alter the game. And then in addition to that, playoff Patrick Mahomes is just different than regular season Patrick Mahomes. He will do whatever is necessary to win that game. And early on last week when they were facing the Buffalo Bills, when he had that long run, it was like a 30, 40 yard run immediately. You know, that game was incredibly close and went back and forth. But in my head, when I saw that, I was like, man, Mahomes ain't letting them lose this game. He's going to do whatever he has to do. And I think the same exact thing happens with the Cincinnati Bengals. Cause one thing that they do have with Trey Hendrickson is they can get an edge pass rush, but Mahomes, he moves so well in the pocket. He throws from so many different multiple angles where most quarterbacks cannot. So we can hit windows where other people can't. So because of this, it makes me like the Patrick Mahomes over 
26.5 rushing yards. I think he's going to have two, three, four runs of 10 yards or more where he just steps up in the pocket and they can't spy Patrick Mahomes. It's just impossible. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to have to run some man to man with two men over top. And that's when Patrick Mahomes takes advantage when the defense is not looking at him. He steps up in that pocket and he takes off. And then also when you were watching that, that Kansas city chiefs and Buffalo bills game, that was the first game in probably a couple weeks, you know, where I was like that Kansas city offense is back. They are gelling. They are playing good. I mean, when's the last time you saw the Tyreek Hill peace sign? It's been a while. So I think this Kansas City Chiefs team is finally clicking full gel. They're really feeling themselves again. So that also makes me like the Patrick Mahomes over 292.5 passing yards on DraftKings Sportsbook. Mahomes is just more prone to taking games over in the playoffs with his legs, with his arm. Tyreek Hill has really been coming on. And a player that I don't have on here right now, but been playing very well is Byron Pringle. That guy seems to be scoring every single game and he has odds of like plus 175 or higher for, for touchdowns. And a lot of it's just because, you know, those other guys require so much attention. Tyree kill a shit ton of attention, Travis Kelsey in the red zone. You basically have to double him or vice him. So then that leaves Byron Pringle open or Patrick Mahomes, rushing touchdown I didn't even look at that but it just kind of came to mind because they're gonna have to vice Kelsey Tyree Kill you know is he's probably gonna have to safety over top when they're in the red zone or something like that so I actually think a Byron Pringle touchdown or a Mahomes rushing touchdown is definitely in play for this game now looking at the other side though on the Cincinnati Bengals side the only play that I actually like with Cincy is Joe Mixon over 61 and a half rushing yards. I think this is very low and the path to victory for the Cincinnati Bengals will be rushing the football. They need to develop that run because they need to protect their offensive line. Again, this offensive line gave up nine sacks. What slows down the pass rush running the football. So, Cincinnati Bengals really need to focus hard on developing this run game and keeping that Kansas City Chiefs offense off the field. All right. Again, it's still only a minus seven spread. You can rush the football. You can cover 61 and a half and still have Kansas City cover this. But I think in the first half, Cincinnati is really going to try and stick to that run game, develop it, get it going. And maybe the second half, third quarter, fourth quarter. Kansas City is just a team that is so tough to keep up with. And one play by Chris Jones, one play by Melvin Ingram, and it changes the game. So for me personally, I do. I have the Chiefs winning by 10 to 14. That's really where I'm thinking this one's going to end at. I still think the Bengals are one or two years probably away from winning this game or maybe getting to the Super Bowl. But man, how impressive have they been? Like Joe Burrow has been incredibly impressive. He seems like he just has that it factor where – you know, when the game is on the line, he wants the, he wants the ball. He's, he's potentially the Tom, the next, you know, that, uh, Tom Brady guy, not like goat Tom Brady, but the mindset, the, uh, the ability where, when the game is on the line, you can make that throw. You want that throw. You want that moment. Those quarterbacks are rare. You know what I mean? And another thing I just wanted to almost add is like, how exciting is the future though? With Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Her Herbert, Joe Burrow. And it's just weird because now we're getting like big Ben's gone. Tom Brady's talking about retirement. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? You know, I personally think he's going to be going to Denver. That makes the most sense to me. And then they're immediately 
a threat and that division just got tough. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers on the Broncos with Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders, boy, that's the toughest division in football. And it'd be exciting. Watch some Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes duel, some Herbert Rodgers. You know, man, that would be pretty cool. Um, but again, I think the future is it's it's looking really good. And, uh, you know, this is a matchup that I'm sure we're going to see many more times with the Bengals and Chiefs uh, Mahomes Burrow showdown. So again, I'm very excited for this game. I don't think the Bengals can do it personally. I think they're a couple years away. Like I said before, this offensive line is just too much. They're just not very good. But if you do see them get that run game going early, might want to pop on Cincy and like a live bet and get some points with them or something like that. So just something to keep in mind. But again, I will be on the Kansas City Chiefs minus seven here. I'll be on the Mahomes over 26 and a half rushing yards, his over 292 and a half passing yards, and the over Joe Mixon 61 and a half rushing yards. Now, with this being said, though, I also have to shout out our DFS partner in Prize Picks DFS. And I know a lot of people within Detroit Sports Betters absolutely love Prize Picks DFS. I put one up yesterday and we hit four out of five legs and lost the last leg by 0.5 rebounds. But the good thing with Prize Picks DFS is when you hit four out of five legs, you still double your money. So shout out the people who got their money doubled last night. With this one, once again, I do think the Bengals, and I mean, both games are pretty good targets here, but Chiefs, Bengals, by far the better prize picks DFS target target. And if you can recall, or if you're new and you haven't heard of prize picks, uh, they do have multiple payout options. You can do the typical sports book like DraftKings, a do or die option where if you miss one leg, you lose all the cash, or you can do a flex option where if you miss one leg, you still double your cash. If you miss two legs, you get half your money back. So I've always said this, that your money goes further with prize picks DFS. And in addition to that, the odds, the odds are far lower. Last night, I got Anthony Davis over rebounds at 6.5. That was a joke. He ended up with 12 rebounds. That was one of the easiest bets I've ever made. So I'm telling you, I highly recommend prize picks DFS. Their odds are lower. They have cool payouts. I'm sure they're going to have something coming out for the conference championship, which like Patrick Mahomes over 0.5 passing yards and you get a free leg. They do some really cool stuff. This is an up and coming brand. And right now, if you use the code DSB, when you sign up, you get a hundred percent money match up to a hundred dollars. Again, that is code DSB. This is something that I put throughout Detroit sports betters. I put it on the twit plays every single week on the Detroit Sports Better Twitter, on the Facebook. I'm even putting it in the Global Goats NFT Discord as well. So again, very excited, very cool to continue growing with PrizePix DFS. And as always, man, I really appreciate how receptive the community is for everything that we put out. Now, I believe this is the game you guys are really waiting for after all the Matthew Stafford talk and everything like that. And we have the San Francisco 49ers traveling on the road to go against the LA Rams right now. That is a minus three and a half spread for the LA Rams. And I think the Rams get it done. And I think they move on to the Super Bowl. And I'm telling you right now, part of this too, is if you make a preseason pick and it's 16 to one and you have potential to win 1600 bucks, you think I'm going to change my pick right now? No, 
I'm not. I'm sticking with the Rams. I'm riding with the Rams. I'll definitely hedge it. I'll, I'll promise you that. I'll hedge it. I'll probably put maybe 400 on the Niners, 300 on the Niners, something like that, just in case something does happen. Because, again, this is a dangerous San Francisco 49ers team. They're, they're tough as hell. They're talented, you know. Um, but I don't think they'd be here without that blocked punt last week, you know, in Green Bay. Uh, I get it happened, but can you count on that week to week? No, I don't believe so. And then once again, like I talked about last week, I believe this game comes down to Matthew Stafford versus Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'll be all over Matthew Stafford. Once again, Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown over an interception in over 50% of his games this season. Around 25%, he's thrown two interceptions. Okay. He's due. He is due. He's going to have Aaron Donald coming coming after him through the middle. He's going to have Von Miller coming on the outside, and then he's going to be thrown against Jalen Ramsey. Eric Weddle, who has come back, is like a coach on the field, and he has actually looked very good. He's been making some – I mean, he had a personal foul last week, I believe, or something like that. But he's like a coach on the field. He can really evaluate things and break things down, change the plays. Very smart player. So I do. I think this Rams team is just too dangerous Obviously, San Francisco has a great offense. San Francisco has a great defense. But player by player, all across the board, it's the L.A. Rams. They are the more spread out team. They are, you know, they're the better offensive team. They're also the better defensive team. Special teams, they're both comparable. So I do. I think the Rams get this done. And someone that I'm really keeping my eye on in this game is going to be Cam Akers. Because obviously Cam Akers had those two terrible fumbles last week. He has got to be itching, itching to get a, to get out against San Francisco and try and make up for what he did last week. In addition to that, right now, his reception prop is at 2.5. And due to the fact that I think Nick Bosa can really, he can push that quarterback up in the pocket and he can force you to check down and throw early. So that also makes me like the Cam Akers. Another one that might be good is Tyler Higby. I didn't look that one up, but I'm just very big on Cam Akers this week. Uh, I, th- I mean, even though he fumbled twice last week, yes, terrible. I get that. He looked incredibly explosive. He looked like one of the best offensive players on that field. And then right now, too, DraftKings Sportsbook has a promo with Elijah Mitchell and Cam Akers over 150 plus yards combined, and that's plus 170. I think that's a pretty solid bet, honestly. But I will say this I think they have that bet out there because they believe Debo Samuel might get more running back snaps. I do think that I'm unsure, but I'm so big on Cam Akers in this game that I might still run it. Just wanted to point that out. I'm not sitting here saying I'm 100% taking that one. I like the reception prop better. Um, I'll talk about Odell Beckham Jr. in a little bit. I like that one too, but just thought that was an interesting bet because I think Cam Akers can have a big day. Um, Again, though, when looking at these two teams, I just believe the Rams are more talented. The Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr. connection has become more than really, I think, what many people imagined. You know, uh, they've had a great connection since he got there. And right now his over-under is at 52 and a half yards. Odell has been crushing that. Matt Stafford has been looking to Odell. And Odell has been incredibly reliable. You know, he's made some tough, strong-handed catches. So once again, I'll be on Odell Beckham Jr. over 52 and a half yards, and I'll also be on Matthew Stafford over 277 yards. The route to victory when facing the San Francisco 49ers is generally through the air. 
Yes, I like Cam Akers. They're going to have to involve the run game because Matthew Stafford loves that play action game. But because I believe they'll get that going, I think that'll open up the play action. I think that opens up Cooper Cup. I think that opens up Odell. I think that opens up Higby. I think Higby has potential to have a solid day too because this San Francisco 49ers team runs a lot of zone. Quarterbacks who can pick apart zone are generally, you know, strong arm quarterbacks. They have holes, you know, a cover two hole. They have they have gaps within the cover two, within cover three, cover four, whatever it may be. The stronger arm quarterbacks are definitely the ones who tend to succeed more. I mean, you need to be accurate as well. Obviously, I'm not saying that, but the stronger arm quarterbacks are generally the one who can pick apart those holes in zones. San Francisco is primarily a zone run defense. Again making me like the, uh, I'm sorry, the LA Rams. I think this is too much for San, San Francisco. I think the Rams are too focused. They are the better team all around. They have the better quarterback. They are at home. Give me the Rams minus three and a half, and we will see an LA Rams versus Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl. Let's go. So those are all the picks and plays for the conference championship in the NFL. Uh, as you see, I threw out a bunch of player props as well. And, you know, I do, I like a lot of those. And I wanted to give you guys a little extra this week because I know there's only two games and with the over under stuff, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a great read on the over unders this week with Cincinnati and the chiefs. It's very high. Uh, but let's recap everything real quick because for the Cincinnati Bengals versus Kansas city chiefs, we will be on the Kansas city chiefs minus seven here. We will also be on the Patrick Mahomes over 26.5 rushing yards. We will also be on the Patrick Mahomes over 292.5 passing yards. And then the last play for that game is the Joe Mixon over 61 and a half rushing yards. Moving on to the San Francisco 49ers against the LA Rams. We will be on the LA Rams minus three and a half in that one. In addition to that, we will have Cam Akers over 2.5 receptions. We'll have Matt Stafford over 277 passing yards. And we will have Odell Beckham Jr. over 52.5 receiving yards. And that is it, y'all, for the NFL Conference Championship of the Detroit Sports Betters Podcast. I am Matt Kowalas wishing everyone a great betting Sunday. All right? Again. We have the Kansas City Chiefs minus seven, the Rams minus three and a half. Best of luck, Detroit sports bettors. I am Matt Wallace, and I am out. Good luck, y'all.